Hello and welcome to the Fun Shoot Podcast. Yay! Uh, where I talk to image makers and light shapers about artistry and entertainment and everything in between. Um, I'm very, very honored to have one of the people that I admire the most on the podcast chair. Um, she left her corporate job at Amazon in New York City in the summer of 2018 to pursue an adult gap year to satiate her curiosities. Um, her experience during those last few months uh, further solidified her intuition of leaning into her love of creativity and play. So I'd like to welcome Miss Tonley. All right. So there's a lot of things to unpack in your bio. Oh, Ton. God. Uh, I'm still unpacking them. And most of it just happened the past year. Yes. Uh, so you did your gap year. I'm still in my gap year. Yep. I started July, end of July 2018. It is now April. Mm-hmm. I guess when the time it comes out, it'll be May. Yeah. Um, so I'm still there and I have a few months left and a shit ton has has happened. Awesome. And yeah. All right. And then within that time, you know, just uh, um, forewarning uh, a slight discussion that we'll have a little bit later is you also had an unexpected death of your father. Yes. Yep. So it's kind of like bad experience, but good-ish timing. Yes. So that's yeah. something that is a good topic for later. Yeah. We're going to break down your gap year because I'm very uh, I'm very curious yeah. on how do how do people do said things. Yeah, for sure. Um, you have a comic illustration, yes. social media presence, sticky situations. Yes, that is out. That's um, that's kind of like my playful side because I was doing it on my Instagram mm-hmm. and then then I was like, should I break this out into its own thing? And everyone's like, yes, it needs to be in its own thing. So now it's its own thing. And it's funny. So Good, I'm uh, glad. A, a few of those were like, oh, only uh, this type of person can yeah. do this type of uh, joke. So yeah. I'm very happy about comedy like yeah, that. Yeah, good. And, uh, you know, not lastly, but most recently, you're, you're practicing Reiki. Yeah, so weird. So you I'm you like are all over the place right now. I have a little bit of like inside information about Tom because we were co-workers yes. in Amazon for a very long time. Yeah, for four and a half years. Uh, four and a half years. Yeah. I followed her career. She was both a colleague, uh, and, uh, a role model, a buddy, you know, a person that you can rant to. But you, in a way, you had a global corporate position. Yeah. Traveling all the time. Traveling all the not time. Sleeping. Um, um, having friends all over the world. Yes. Doing so big projects. Yeah. Then you do your gap year. Yeah. Then you do your comic. Yeah. Then you do your reiki, <laughs> yeah. and that's just the past couple of years because I know yeah. you did uh, improv and and comedy. Yeah. Did your own videos years ago. I did those years ago, and then corporate life took over, mm. and then it was just like, I I love doing improv. Um, but the passion that I had wasn't at the level at where a lot of my, uh, I guess, teammates were. Theirs was like hardcore. They would work their job. Then they would go out and then they'd be up all night performing in the bars, wherever, in the clubs, and still be able to get to their nine to five job. And I just couldn't hack it. Ooh. Like I, I couldn't hack it at all. And I was just like, I'm tired all the time. By the time we would get to practice or by the time we would have a show, I'd be super tired. And I just... I can't, for me, I, I can't spread myself like that. Some people can do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. And and that's a big part of 
uh, uh, the thrust of this podcast also is to just talk about different people's processes. Mm-hmm. Some people can handle 16,000 things at the same yes. time. Some people just specialize and hone in in one. Yeah. And I like hearing all those stories. Yeah. And good segue <laughs> before yeah. we start, a little housekeeping. Yeah. Um, so you can listen to the Fun Street podcast most Wednesdays um, on all of your favorite podcasting services. Uh, visit the podcast website at johnclemente.com slash funshoot or bit.ly slash funshoot podcast for short. Um, don't like listening to the thing and you just want to watch things at work or wherever? Lucky for you, we're on YouTube. Just go to bit.ly slash funshoot TV and you'll see if we do have video of the guests that I have, you can see them in person. Cool. Please follow the the pod Twitter and Instagram accounts at Fun Shoot Podcast. Um, comment, uh, send us uh, increase uh, topics that you want us to discuss in the future. Follow up questions to our previous guests, and you can also send in your comments and questions directly to funshootpodcast at gmail.com. If you do want to participate, want to be on the show, um, leave us a voicemail at three four seven nine three four nine five nine four. And if it's appropriate, uh, we'll put it at a good episode. If it's inappropriate, I'm just going to listen to it by myself in bed. So thank you for going through all the housekeeping stuff now to our to our main thing. Back to our guests. Yes. So we do have a, a couple of different segments in the podcast just okay. to organize the things a little bit more. Cool. So my hobby and my passion is photography. Most of my things will be photography related. So the first part, first segment is the backdrop. So this is where we, you know, move some furniture around, set up some lights, test out the exposure. So this is where I want you, Ton, to tell mm-hmm. all the listeners out there mm-hmm. your origin story. How did you get here? How uh, did you get from, um, well, I'm not going to say, but, you know, I know that you're from the, the Texas, Texas yeah. uh, as college. You were in tech yeah. end up in Amazon, now you're doing all your adventures. Yeah. Just give us like a quick rundown quick of rundown. what what makes Ton Lay. Oh, shit. That's a lot. Um, so originally from Texas, born and raised around Dallas, school at UT, hook em horns. I was <laughs> actually, I started out in radio advertising and what propelled me there was actually looking at the people that I worked with and I was like, fuck, I don't want to be, sorry, uh, I don't want to be old and in sales and doing radio, I don't want to be in a dying industry. So what's the next best thing? Digital. So I packed up my bags, came here in New York about like eight years ago, mm-hmm. and then just got this random job starting as a coordinator um, within a, a company, an advertising, a huge, actually a pretty big advertising company here. And then from there, just kind of made my way in into the into what we call DSP. You don't need to know what that means. Demand side platform, guys. Yeah, you, you don't need to know what that means. Programmatic advertising. Yes, no. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, ugh. So then that kind of like propelled me into Amazon where I have I did a lot of growing there. And I know people have a lot of shit to say but about Amazon, but, you know, it it's there's good and bad in every single thing. And I took that experience really well. And I took it. They threw me in there. And I met so many different people. I mean, I worked a shit ton. And, and you knew me at this at this point where I was like traveling every single week. I was, you know, in Europe a lot. And then a couple of 
just back and forth between here, New York and Seattle. And I was just, I wasn't sleeping. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. Like I would get five hours of sleep and I would be the first into work. And you, we got in mm -hmm. pretty early. So I would be with some of the first people into work. Definitely the last people out of work, um, working on the weekends, um, traveling. But, you know, as I did meet a lot of people, I just, it was work. I mean, traveling for work is totally different. Your 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 body is just already messed up from the time difference. And then you're having to make up for it. For it. And then you are having to do work with so It's just, any mm -hmm. anyways, it's just stressful. And I just remember sitting there and just like, I... I don't even have time to go to dinner with my friends. Like, there's no such thing as happy hours. Like, what? 5 p.m. happy hour? That that doesn't exist here. <laughs> like, we got dinner at dinners at like 8 p.m. Yep. Or later. Or you can go happy hour and come back to work until yeah, 11. Yeah, that's and, usually the case. Yeah, and and it was it was at that point where I was just like, and this is you know, I worked there for four and a half years, mm. but in, in in by like two the second year of working there, I was just like. Okay, like I'm miserable. Like I have no life. Like I you know, at that time I just like I lost, you know, breakup and all this other stuff. Now I'm just now I the good news was that I threw myself into work mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I got. I got working every <laughs> single day on the weekends and 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 it just got to the point where I'm like I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I know this is, I had to understand what I loved and I love people. I, I love working with my coworkers. I loved being a manager or the parts of manager that I liked was like actually interacting with people and trying to figure stuff out. And I was trying to be a little bit more mindful of time because I didn't have a lot of it. So people talk about meditating. I do that, but I would literally figure out a way to do it at work and it would sometimes be just go in the bathroom, yep. fucking sit down and you just do this and you're like, fuck, I feel better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing with, with hard situations and yeah, full disclosure, I, you know, we did work at, you know, one of the bigger startups in the world. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's a small startup. They it's started a, like, yeah, you know, it's, it ain't a thing. So, um, yeah, the because the environment is so tough, the work is so hard. Yes. And not because we were like... People weren't dicks most of the time. I would say that. With the group that I had at that time, no one was a dick to me. But it doesn't mean that I didn't work. It was still stressful because it's like, you're trying to prove yourself. It's a lot make, of work. Yeah. And it's not a lot of work because we're hunting for clients. There's mm -hmm. a lot of work because there's a lot of... People were throwing money at that business throwing at that money, point. And then you, you're talking about technology. Mm -hmm. Anytime you talk about technology, you're talking about ongoing changes every single day. There is not mm -hmm. one day that's the same. And so you're breaking processes, which is, it, it's broken the paradigm within our generation when it comes to people working. Mm -hmm. So now you see you have one process, may, like one process, or maybe a few processes that you would hold for six months, a year, or even longer. Yep. Now with this generation, and I'm not saying this is only Amazon. This is everywhere that I've heard. Hundred percent. It's 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 a new. Everything is improving because we want to do it bigger. We want to do it faster. We want to, you know, just 
the change is so is happening so rapidly that human we us as human beings cannot keep up and it is throwing a wrench into our psyche it is throwing a wrench into like our our mental health mm-hmm. our well-being and that's something that i keep seeing all over the place is like people are trying to keep up and they're trying to keep up and then they get pissed off when they can't keep up and then they're pissed off because you're not showing them the right way to keep up and they're pissed off because their boss is getting like hammered for not not (laughs) meeting their goals or not meeting these new things that they're supposed to implement like downwards. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is tech and and you were on 100% right where by the time even a very qualified, very smart person gets to the point where they're comfortable with the processes that they need to do on a day-to-day, they will be introduced with something Something new. new. All the time. And then it's their fault if they don't, if the, I hey people get tired people we got we get memory banks my hard disk space is full and and you know I'm one of those people that keep on doing newer and newer processes because yeah either finding something a little bit better testing it if it's better I think or that's not great but I think a lot of people don't know how to handle uh, it you know like it's new there's there's this is not something taught nobody no comes into there's no course you. in a college that says oh this is demand side platform or how then, how to deal with constant change yeah. I think that needs to be like a, a literally a new a new way of thinking is how to deal with change because that's to be honest like even though I am out it's still a topic and it's still a relevant topic for a lot of people is how to deal with this fast of a change and how to be okay with it. And that comes with overall everything, wellness. It's a change in infrastructure. It's a change in the way we, of leadership and how it mm-hmm. should be done. It's a change. It's it's just a rehaul of everything. Yeah, it, it's, it's again, it's, it's new. Everything is super fast. Everybody's trying to do their best, but yes. usually the problem with everybody doing something uh, all at the same time mm-hmm. is inevitably, you know, some good things will rise, some bad things will fall, but sometimes some bad things will rise and people yeah. will be like, oh, why are we doing this stupid thing? Mm-hmm. And then everybody's going to be miserable and then people are going to have to fix it. Yeah. So it's all all of this all weird big flux of change and butting heads and learning and unlearning and testing yeah. and breaking. So it is a lot more stresses on the insides of a, you know, even a corporate person. For like, sure. Like, you know, people say that, hey, you're a corporate shell. You sit in front of your desk typing away yeah. for the big, yeah, that is. But it, it, it takes a toll. Yeah. You sit all day. Do you know how bad that makes, how being <laughs> sedentary is so bad for you? And you're internalizing all the stresses. You're internalizing everything. You're sitting in one space. So your body's like crumbling. It's deteriorating mm-hmm. and we're not addressing that. And I guess it, it goes into a lot of my interests is just overall wellness. Like what are the things that we're not talking about? And what are the things, the little things that we do every day that then adds up and just is like hits you in your health? 100%. And, yeah. And that's a great segue because yeah. we have, you know, we have ranted a little bit about our our day job. Yeah. Um, day job slash night job slash weekend job. Yeah. Um, which leads you to what you've been doing for yes. the past year. So um, there's going to be a link in the description of this episode as well as on the website or everywhere that you'll find it to uh, Ton's article in the Hustle Juice about her um, half year year in in this yeah. adult, adult gap year. So yeah. you provided me with a great rundown, but yeah. I want to hear it from, oh, okay. from, your, from your end. Let's just go through 
what had happened, all yeah. the fun things on high level, and yeah. we'll pick at the most important things. Okay. And I'll probably throw in a wrench or two here and there. Cool. So um, again, I took my gap year at on July 2018. That was not an easy thing for me to do because I had to save up money. And I also wanted to live in my apartment. Um, and so I, you know, thank you, Amazon Money. But yeah. that that's helped a lot of how I saved. Um, so after I saved, I was like, I just need a year break. And as I was traveling, everyone in Europe keeps talking about taking a gap year before college or, or before university or after university. I'm like, I never took one. I never, I've and, never stopped and working. It's, it's, it's such an American thing not to like take a break. But when you travel and you're meeting people, they're just like, you've never taken a gap year or you've never taken this long of a vacation. And it's like, no. And so that was kind of like my motivation of, you know what? I want to take it as, I mean, I'm way, way past the university days already, but I wanted to, just see the world. I wanted to not be stressed out every day. I wanted to do some self-exploration, self-discovery, kind of think like, who am I? You know, mm -hmm. like you've been told what you, you know, what to do all, all your life, like go to school, make good grades, go to college, get a job, um, do well, save up, get a, you know, get a boyfriend, get married, <laughs> have some kids, have a nice house, have nice cars and, you know, people have that. And as I'm looking around, I'm like, fucking no one's happy. <laughs> you know, like everyone is going through the motions. There's two people happy, but the 600 yeah. left is like, ha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, that, but let me just, let me figure it out. Like I have been fortunate enough, you know, to, to have the savings to be like, let's see how everyone else lives and let's see if I can make it a self-discovery. So I, you know, took that break, went to Europe. I solo traveled um, there. I did about like eight to nine countries. It was a lot, you know. By yourself, by with myself, a backpack? With a backpack, a 40-liter backpack. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, 40-liter, tiny backpack. So a 40-liter backpack. Traveled around, um, made discovery there that unlike a lot of people, I don't like to travel around for like for a month. It's like I keep on hearing people that. bullshit you like on Instagram that it's like, oh, yay, I'm in, no, you know, I'm in Athens. No. This looks great. I was no. like, traveling is a bitch, you know, it's, like <laughs> again, that's the reason why uh, it's it's really good to see a lot of people's perspective about the things that they're doing, because I'm 100 percent on board because yeah. I love traveling. Yeah. Um, for the people that, you know, follow me on Instagram, yeah. there's averaging out there's a trip a month. Mm -hmm. um, but I am not a week traveler, like one week or two weeks traveler. It gets, it I, gets a lot. I don't, I don't, I mean, well, I, a lot of it is because of work. I don't want to yeah. come, come back to work and die. Yeah. So, but I love, give me a four day weekend. Give me a five day break. Yes. That's perfect for me. Yeah. And, you know, I love camping, yeah. but I have like a two night camping maximum. Yeah. You know, we all have our preferences, we but it's good to hear. Yeah. It, we to be honest, like if you like it, you like it, but you can't, you can't possibly know until you do it. You know that's what I'm saying? That's the thing. And that's, that's the important and thing. And that's, that's the, that's the purpose of the adult gap year is like, let me see what I really like. Like people are like 
traveling the world. Like, fuck this. I was like, I went to my hostel at, at this age and I'm like, fuck hostels. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't sleep next to this woman next to me and then a woman over here. And they're not, I mean, they're like 18. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to an Airbnb. I need a, I need a nice bed. Like, I like, I just can't, yeah. like, if it was me at 20, maybe, but me at, like, 35 is not. Again, it to each her thing. own, but yeah. at least you found out. Yeah. You you had full intentions yeah. of, like, really huffing it for, yeah. or all around Europe for a while. And I still, and I still want to do it, you know, and, but I want a longer stay in one place so mm-hmm. I can relax, so I can get to know the community and even support the community that I'm in and and not just be like, you know, snapping away. as like, got the picture, got the picture, mm-hmm. got the picture. And because after a while, like, I, I remember like on the fourth week, I was like, fuck, another statue, fuck, another river, <laughs> fuck, another, you know, because it's just like, oh, I don't want to, you lose the appreciation. Yeah. You really and lose again, the appreciation of it. There are some people that can go into a country, go into a city and rock mm-hmm. it in a weekend, mm-hmm. find all the good touristy and, you know, monument spots and yeah. capture this, the, the essence of that city in two days. Maybe we're not that people. Yeah, no. no. And, and you just need to know. And I think that was it. And so um, that happened. And then... Um, Wait, before we move on, because yeah. I know... Um, uh, we're gonna have uh, a, a couple of more points that is you know tangential to the yeah. gap year, but keeping within the leaving Amazon planning your how did you plan this? Did you have I I need to uh, I need to finish this workbook. Okay, so um, it's called I need a fucking break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a so it's um, I want to do a workbook because a lot of people were asking me about it, and I kind of I have three sections to it. One is understanding your intention and why you want to take it. If you just hate your job, then you need to, or you just hate your boss, like you need to reevaluate why you want to take a gap year Mm -hmm. because I wanted to learn about myself, you know? You you, can't just take a gap year just because like, eh, no. It it needs to be a real purpose. Because then you're just going to sit around and twiddle your thumbs all day long, you know? So that, and, and then the middle part and the second part is the biggest is where, it's financials. There you go. That's that's where I, I was that's, going for. Yeah. That's so where I'm going that, for. You know what? When I'm I'm preparing this workbook and it is so hard because as I'm again, I'm trying to make this free or at least low cost, and I'll probably make it free um, first just to get kind of the, the feedback that I needed. But that was the bulk of it. Like that is the bulk of the planning is your money. I mean, the, my my question was going to be a little bit more crude. Like, what was your dollar amount to get to 12 months of vacation? Like, what it's, were you what were you looking at? Cuz like I'm I looked at you know to sustain, okay. I got I saved money. It's six figures. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure because yeah. you, you mentioned you wanted to keep your apartment. Yeah, most people yeah. who are going to go more than you a month. will need to if if you don't have enough money, you can still take the gap year. You would just have to move you out of your apartment yeah. back to your mom and dad's house. Not move a big back deal. Or, no, it's yeah. not a big, that's it's why not, most people do it. Yeah, uh, that's how most people do it. But I, I like yours way better though. Yeah. I, for me, it's like all right, yeah. I'm going to have X amount of dollars. Yep. So I can uh, pay for my rent for X amount of yeah. months. And and even then, it was even prepping for it. I started saving, meaning like I wasn't eating out at, you know, useless places. 
Like you look at your bills and I was like, fuck, I'm spending at a bodega shop. I'm spending like $250 a month or just like, you know, running out of work just to grab a salad because you're spending at least $10. Mm-hmm. And that, those $10 add up $250 a month times that by 12 months. That's I don't a, know math, but that's more than twenty five hundred bucks. Same same <laughs> shit with coffee too. I know you make coffee, and so I make my own lattes now, and I make them at home, and they're just as good, if not better. Dope. I took a class. Oh. So I still can't do latte art, <laughs> but every so for me, it's just actually learning like everything matters. Mm-hmm. Every dollar that you keep matters, and that that was the bulk of it. And then the last section is, I think the last section is the hardest is jumping. Period. I've, I've talked to, to a lot of people that I know make money, that I know have money. And I'm like, no, well, I have this. And, you know, maybe in two years. And it's just like, if you can't get past that mm-hmm. point, you're never going to do it. And so there's a lot of like fear exercises that you do. So what is, and, and Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot. And, and I took it from him. But like, what's the cost of your inaction? Of you not, what's the cost of you not taking action right yep. now? Yep, yep, and yep. And that's where I was like, fuck it. Okay, we're saving up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit my job. And, and you know, it's not like I've done this without thinking about it. I've, I've thought about it. So take the plunge. Yeah, you're going to have to think about it a lot. You but, have to, yeah. Uh, doing it is a whole different thing. Yeah. I am very guilty of inaction. And mm. I always tell myself like, I'm working really, really hard. Yeah. I am doing it for me and my teammates that I love. I'm doing it for my future. Which is great. Yeah, but like four years later, like I'm definitely nowhere near nope. the job that I really wanted it to be. Right. So, um, but it, still, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm very thankful. You know, I have a lot of toys. I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of really good friends. Yes. If work is the worst part of my life, that's not too bad because everybody Which, hates work. No, again, and I and I agree, agree with that statement. I was like, don't leave work because you're just not satisfied with this one area. Yeah. Maybe you're just actually unsatisfied through your entire life and you need to understand why. And that's where it goes back to like knowing your intention. Wow. You know, you love your life. So that's good that you can say that. But a lot of people are like, you. that's the thing. Most people, I, I, I want people to be aware, but when I'm listening to people, I'm like, you're fucking not self-aware. <laughs> like I, your I'm, problem stems like way over ooh, there. Ooh. That just blew my mind. It's like, you know, if, if you're unsatisfied with work, take a look inside. Maybe you're unsatisfied with your life. Yes. And totally. <sighs> emoji. Mind blown emoji. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. So that was good. So yeah. your workbook will come out at some point. We'll have links on all of my yeah. social media and all the posts. We yeah. will be definitely pimping that out when it comes good. out. But Yay. at least there's going to be three parts. You know, yeah. you know the preparation part, the jumping part, and thinking about it part. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Moving on forward. Yeah. We've, uh, we've prepared for our gap year. We've realized what the reasons why we're going to do it. We've been doing it for a little bit. What else has happened the past year? Yeah. So, right. I think... I think my timing has been good. Just in life, I think everything, when I follow my gut and my intuition, things go right. So when I was in Lisbon, in Portugal, I got, and I've been like trying to FaceTime my parents, you know, and especially now when I had this time, I was like FaceTiming my dad. Um, 
So I was in Portugal and my dad FaceTimes me and he's in the hospital and it's just like, fuck. And he's, he said, I, I put myself on DNR, do not resuscitate. And I'm like, okay. And he was like, I had a heart, uh, he had a cardiac arrest, I believe. And I was like, okay. He was like, I died. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he was just, and wow. so I was here in Lisbon in my hotel room FaceTiming him, and uh, he gave me his last dying words and was just like, oh. and And for me, it was like, awesome because it kind of reconciled a lot of things and he was just like really proud of you and what you've done and you know you doing this is what I always dreamed about even though he was the one that told me about like not to do the gap year <laughs> and he was you know like not understanding but then he was like I understand why you did this, and this old school Asian of, parents they I mean yeah but you know part of them are also cheering you on mm -hmm. so he's just like this these are the things I wanted to and I never got to do and I'm glad you're doing mm -hmm. it and I'm like crying. And so I actually, from there, my trip was about to end anyway. So I flew back, flew back home. And I got to spend time about another, I spent like about three months with my dad as he's he got better, as he was rehabilitating. Um, and that was it. And, you know, he he passed with flying colors. He was great. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, as you're kind of rehabilitating, now I'm off to Vietnam. <laughs> You, you've 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 yeah. recovered. Recovered, like now he's back in to good hands. Here. Now back again. Um, I was originally supposed to go with my mom and my sister, but because of my dad, my mom stayed back. Um, and on my mom's side, everyone's still there in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So going back home and just kind of oh, for the audio listeners, uh, Ton is of Vietnamese yes, descent. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, right, audio podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> But okay, Tan Le. Yes, right, is a so Vietnamese, Vietnamese descent. Yes, right. um, so I went back and and you kind of start understanding everything again. Like you see your family, and you're connecting with them, and you're laughing, and you're eating, and you're connecting with your roots, and you're also reconciling the American part of you of the Vietnam War. And also the Vietnamese part of you that's originally from there. So where my aunt lives is um, Vung Tao, which I didn't know until recently that my dad was actually captured there in the mountains oh. or in the hills. And so when I was there, and this is before I knew everything, but when I was there, I was just sitting and just wondering, like, seeing both sides, like, this is a place where people escaped. This is a people place where people got shot, died, for what? Like, and, and you can kind of see from the American side and then from their side what was happening. I mean, Vietnam is a place that has been warring for, for decades, centuries already. People want to take over that land. So it's a bunch of intruders all the time. And so they had a very right to defend their land. And other people you know, didn't want the whole communism thing to like spread. And, and, and so most people weren't even that lived there, didn't, weren't even aware of the whole communism scare factor. For them, they were just like, oh, fuck. Another person's trying to take over our lands, you know? <laughs> you know, and then, um, then the other side's like, understands a little bit more about like, well, we want this to be a democracy and that's what we're fighting for. And, and so it's, it's finally getting to a point where like, I, to be honest, I get both sides. 
Like I, I just do. And you just sit there and you're like, fuck, everyone's right. Everyone's wrong. Mm -hmm. And that was a theme that I kept seeing. And, um, and then just this whole concept of everything is on the, it's different sides of the same coin Yep, is kind of, kind of my little aha moment. And, um, and I had a picture too that I took when I was in Singapore because I went there for Thanksgiving just to kind of spend time there. My friends met me up there and we spent Thanksgiving in Singapore. But in this specific backdrop, there's two monks standing next to a huge ass Louis Vuitton store, you know, looking over the water. And to me, I'm just like, if this isn't two sides of the same coin, I don't know what is. Like you have someone so ascetic and then you have something that's so like bougie and money. And and it was just really funny to me just to see that. And, and it's to be like the stamp of my my learning is like everything's a spectrum. Everything's uh, this you know on different side of the same coin. And I think for me that kind of centered around just humans and there are connectedness with each other. Everything is like a ripple effect. Everything impacts everything, which then I guess takes me to 2019. And um, my dad back went back. Oh, I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> yeah, wow, first time. Yeah. Um, so, oh my god. Ooh. So I get back. Dad's back in the hospital. Oh my god. Um, and, uh, he didn't make it, but he, the most beautiful part was I, I got this gap year has given me the opportunity just to spend so much time with him, you know? And if, had I not taken this year, cause I just think like, had I not, had I not taken the leap, had I not taken this year, I would have never been able to to be with him and to get these stories and to be with my family. And it's, and my eyes like 85 too. So I'm going, I'm jumping all over the place here, but in general, it's just, I wouldn't have had this opportunity to be with the people, to do the things that I wanted had I not taken this year. And my dad was awesome. You know, the few days before he passed away and we didn't know, we thought he was getting better. And uh, he he was like, you know, he would put like two fingers up. And at this point, he could barely talk. Like getting three words out was a lot mm -hmm. of energy for him. But um, he was like, I'll die in two days. And I'm like, okay. So the Asian New Year or the Lunar New Year, not Asian New Year's, the Lunar New Year's was coming up. And on that Lunar New Year, he did that one finger where he was like, one more day. And so, but, you know, I I was... I was already trying to prepare for it. I was reading books about it, you know, death and trying to deal with it. And and for me, it's like, you know, death comes and you don't want to be sad for them. So for me, I'm like, dad, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to be fine. And if, are, are you ready to go? He's like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, cool. We'll give you a funeral. This funeral will be so fun. And it's <laughs> a and, good term. Yeah. That's a good a term. funeral. And so in, um, in his last few days with, the Lunar New Year, you welcome your ancestors back, you know, from wherever into your home. So, I mean, yeah, my sister thought it was a little weird. Um, but she was like, why are you saying that? I'm like, well, our ancestors are here. And I was like, Dad, if you go, they'll be with you. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the coolest way to like leave. And so, but I didn't know. I was just like, that. Just let's just get stronger. And so when you are about to leave this earth, it'll be easier. Yeah. So I told him that on Lunar New Year's for dinner when we're eating. Because he was like, I just want to go. Like, I'm, he's like ready to Dead. go he was like I'm ready to die mm. so that night I remember the nurses coming in and I actually got to during this whole time I, I got to stay with my dad like in the hospital except for the last night my mom stayed um, with him but I did see him that early morning before um, but he, he, the nurse came in and they're like his vitals are great like everything's great I'm like what dead and of course the next day mm-hmm. he passes away i'm like motherfucker you know he, who told he, you though he, yeah he was told like, you he was like i told you i was told like you. all right all dad right oh dad I, the thing yeah. that i was like thinking about a lot when you know i saw your posts about your your dad's uh celebration of life yeah um, and passing away yeah is that the gap year is fun Grab yeah, here is, is very introspective. You'll yeah. get a, a lot of things that yeah. will fuel you for the future. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. The thing that I was really amazed about is that's why, I've, you know, when we started the show, it's like the timing of it was kind of perfect. Yeah. A lot of people's parents pass. Everybody's parents will pass away at some point. We, all of us. We're all going to die. We are not the exception to the rule. They're going to die. We're going to die. Our kids are going to die. That's hap. Sorry to be morose. But but it is true. A lot of us, like, you know, know, my family is, you know, dealing through some health issues as well. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to uh, mentally and emotionally prepare for things that are going to happen at some point in the future. But the thing that I could never reconcile is, of course, I'll be working. Of course, I'll be being, I'll have responsibilities when those things happen. So my fear is I will not be able to provide the correct amount of attention on anything that I'll be doing. So knock on wood, close uh, family member of mine gets ill or gets sick. Uh, Of course, I'm going to go home. Of course, yeah. I'm going to take yeah. my, take time off at work. But that's the thing. I'm going to take time off work. So when I'm at, you know, my, my family or my friend's presence, I'll be yeah. thinking about, holy shit, I'm going to go back to so many shits. I have to mm-hmm. fix all of this. I'm going to catch up for, mm-hmm. uh, on all of the things. And then I come back. I'm going to have to catch up. I'm going to be tired again. If it happens again, I'm going to leave again. So it's never going to be like my entire presence, I hope, will seem to be for the person or people that I'm visiting for, which hasn't been happening in a long time. Like every time I visit home, I'll be like, ah. The first four days is fun. I love my family. Yeah, I love yeah. hanging out with my nephews. Yeah. But on the fifth, sixth day, it's like, holy shit, I have like 600 emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you being in your gap here, I would hope that all of the attention was for that. For sure. And and here's the other thing. Here's what makes it so great. Again, this is about self-discovery also, right? I don't want a job that doesn't let me take this time. Mm-hmm. Like I've decided, I was like, Fuck this shit. Like I don't I don't wanna ever be in a position where I'm like, oh, I have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Like I wanna be in a position or whatever my next job is, I want the flexibility. I want to be able to work from home. I wanna be able to work anywhere 
what it is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's part of the the beauty of this year is I'm still trying to figure it out. But I don't want to be held by my job. And that is now like a rule that mm-hmm. I have for myself given this year where I'm like, oh, fuck, I had this opportunity and it felt great. Like it felt good to be like home. So, yeah, yeah that that's my whole thing is I just and, and and, you know, with his passing, I'm like, oh, life, I forgot. You know, we all forget life is short. Yep. And, you know, the I was so proud. I was just proud of him. And then I was so honored to have done his eulogy where I did talk about just life coming and going. But the thing that that I really wanted to hit home was every we're all connected. Every ripple has an impact on us. And my dad, you know, whether he was right or wrong, at least he was thoughtful in everything that he did with his life. And that's something that I took where I'm like, at least have your intention, at least have your why. And know that we all have, you know, an impact on each other. If I said some shitty things to you, it'll ruin your day and you Mm -hmm. might do, say something to someone else. So yes, even the things that we say to each other has this just domino effect. And we live in Manhattan, we live in New York City. Domino effects are (laughs) happening every single day, you know? (laughs) <laughs> every, you breathe and you're affecting somebody else. So, yeah, um, no, that's true. Yeah, that's super powerful. I think I am going to have to make that the episode title. Know your why, because it's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. If your why sucks, don't. Be, if it's you, go. Yeah. It's you live your life. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, you know, when some people are like miserable at the jobs, like here's the job. It's your job. It's your job. Yeah. If you, you want to be miserable, like be miserable. Yeah. Then. I think you like getting a paycheck, but you know that's yeah. That's- I was like, you can get a paycheck anywhere, mm-hmm. and and the, again, the beauty of the gap year, I've met people outside of the industry. You know, like you know, people outside of the industry, mm-hmm. people can make money in whatever ways. Like I know someone that works in retail, and they picked up another job, debt free. Can you you know tell me another person that <laughs> in corporate most people are in debt? Like yeah. they have stuff because they have a lifestyle they want to yeah. achieve. So for me, it's like now that I'm out and you're meeting Pilates teacher, you're meeting tarot card readers, you're <laughs> meeting like all these different people, you're like, oh, there's so many ways to make money that can make you still happy. That's true. Uh, again, we're not saying that you can't be happy sitting in front of a desk exactly. making Excel sheets. Yes. If that makes you happy. Yeah. If that's provi- if that provides you the life that you want to live, yes, great, yes, you know, have just a hobby. Have, well, yeah, that's that's the main purpose of this. Yes. Have a hobby. You need um, everyone needs to play. And everyone needs to maybe play. your hobby aligns with the things that you do in your day job. Mm-hmm. Maybe it aligns with the things that you do in your night job. But again, know the know yep. your why and why you're yeah. doing your things. That's yeah. super powerful. Yes, yeah, for sure. Which is a good segue. Good. To our next, uh, you alluded to this a uh, couple of a uh, couple of seconds ago about um, your trip in Singapore. Mm. So, meeting your friends, seeing monks, and uh, in front of buildings. Yeah. Um, so the I I usually ask my guests to send me their favorite image slash images. Yeah. So what Tan was describing a while ago was one of the photos that she uh, sent yeah. and uh, which is good because 
she sent multiple images and it'll also segue to the next segments, which is other passions. So yeah. uh, one more time, describe in detail for our audio yeah. listeners what they will say. For the ones watching on YouTube, you're going to see a splash of that image right now. Yeah. Yeah. See it? See it right there? Right there? Right there. Yeah. Yes. So it's an image of... It's, a, you know, Singapore's money. You know, crazy rich <laughs> Asians. Like... That's that's why we went. We're like, we're in a crazy rich Asian this up, you know? <laughs> and what it's it's still one of my favorite images because again, I talk about life and I talk about things being two sides of the same coin. And what better image can you look at is with someone that is leading a life of just asceticism. And then you look at the the backdrop or uh, the backdrop of it, which is just Louis Vuitton and spending money and having an image of wealth. And and I just thought it was it was just beautiful. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, a very cool image of a group of monks in yeah. colorful robes, maybe like mostly orange yeah. and brown in yeah. the foreground. And in the background are a bunch of buildings, most prominently uh, Louis Vuitton yeah. um, sign building. Yeah. Um, I like it aesthetically, you know, as a, a person that practices a little bit of photography is that yeah. the contrast of color because the robes are super colorful, but it's all like concrete and then white buildings or glass and metal and white backgrounds. So yeah. the monks do pop. Um, yeah. The crop that we have right now is a square crop because it's on, on it's, was from was Insta on, in, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram yeah. So it's a good, technically good image. Oh, I like it. But also the <laughs> message is yeah. important. We're going to move on to the next uh, image that you sent. Okay. Um, and and after these sets of images, we'll talk about your next passion. Oh, but okay. uh, tell us about tell us the 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 thinking, and maybe run through the listeners what the joke is through this oh two panel comic of s sticky situations. Yeah. So uh, appropriation is a, a really a really big topic within the POC community, so people of color, and. Um, I think in, in my community and, and the friends that I'm with, this is like an ongoing discussion. Like, I don't think white people often have, maybe they have a discussion of like, you know, like gender and whatnot. And, but for, for us, like we have this ongoing, like, I think this is like a daily conversation. Like, oh my God, did you see that? Like, they just took this like wasa thing um, or Vietnamese call like gao ya. Mm -hmm. And now it's like the new latest wellness trend or, oh my God, like everyone's so fucking into yoga, you know? <laughs> and, and they've taken this and I don't know if bastardized or change or whatever it is, but you know, you see it all the time where you go to Coachella. I'm sure there's someone with like feathers and like, yeah. you know, all these headpieces that belong to like indigenous people. And now it's like a fucking fashion statement, you know? <laughs> and, and it's, and it's one of those things where it's, it's like inspired by that. But, you know, with the 2016 election and I think people that were oftentimes in privilege now noticing those small dynamics mm -hmm. of like either racism or sexism or something. It's now kind of gotten, I guess 
people are more aware of it. So I just thought it was funny. Like it's an image of two people. One is like a, a, a white person and then one is, I guess me. I mm-hmm. haven't named this character <laughs> yet, but we're watching TV and you know, the latest greatest thing now, if you guys know about beauty trends is freckles. I've always loved freckles though. That yeah, was my okay. thing. Yeah, no, no. So it has, um, it's like a white, it's a redhead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's like, oh my God, is this what appropriation feels like? Because, you know, <laughs> as she's growing up, I'm sure, I'm sure they've been made fun of. I'm sure like, you know, it wasn't like this, you know, a long time ago when at, during my generation, it was like, oh, if you had freckles, you need to like put lemon on your face and you need to make sure that that stuff like whitens out so that you can have nice fair skin. Mm. And I remember even just like my friends who are redheaded, I mean, they're just freckled and they're just like, and being made fun of. Um, but it was just, it's funny because it was just like, well, now it's the end thing. And they're like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know? It's like, that's what appropriation, I was like, yes, that's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the thing with trends. Uh, yeah. I remember growing up, um, I was very lucky that most of my friends were nerdy or semi-nerdy like yeah. myself. So yeah. we kind of protected each other because back then, 15, yeah. 20 years ago, oh no, yeah. 20, 25 years ago, shit. We old. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So 20, 25 years ago, you know, being smart was uh, only useful during tests so yeah. cool people can sit beside you and copy your exam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now if you're nerdy, if you have like, ooh, I have a comic book collection, it's like, oh, you can, there's a burlesque show for that. There's a band for that. There's a, yeah. a con for that. Yeah. So um, for those, maybe five, so the things that pe- kids think that are really tough right now, stick by it. Make sure it's it's your why. Yeah. And then maybe in 15, 20 years, hopefully those people that made fun of you will eat their words. Yeah. And they usually do, yeah. to be honest. Okay. Last, um, you know, the last image that uh, Ton sent is a four, uh, it's a, technically a three panel comic, uh, yeah. uh, sticky situations again. Uh, I'll let you run through it because uh, I think you will be way more, more suited to describe how yeah, this works. Yeah. So... This is my dad's funeral. So we cremated mm-hmm. my father. And uh, my nephew, my adorable nephew Hudson, is four years old. And, you know, when you talk to children, you try to use words that they understand. But sometimes I was so good at using words that I freaked him out and didn't realize that he had no concept of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... It starts off with he's like, "What are they doing to Grandpa?" Because he saw Grandpa in the in you know the casket, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "What are they doing?" I was like, "They're burning him." Instead of like, I was like, "He's not gonna know what cremating <laughs> means." So I was like, "They're gonna burn Grandpa," and he. So this is based on a true story. Some of the stuff is just inspired, mm-hmm. but this one was a true story, and he's just up against that window watching that casket, like starting <laughs> to. Go. He's like, "No." And he was like, "Yo, don't burn Grandpa," because he knows what burn means. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, I did it too well. And, you know? <laughs> and so he's just like, uh, so he doesn't, as a four-year-old, you don't, you can't process these things. You don't know what death is. 100%. Yeah. So it's just like, what the fuck? And so um, my sister sent me a text like a, only a few weeks ago. She's like, so he thought about that time again. And he was like, why did they burn grandpa? And so his mom had to be like, did you see fire? He's like, no. 
He's like, did you see your dad turning the keys? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, it's opening the door to heaven. Oh, you know? right, okay. So I would have, I would have done the same. It's like, yeah. So when you die, you either you get gotta, buried so insects can eat you. Either or way, it's burn not. You, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like so for someone that doesn't have kids. Like, I don't know, like these things. There are certain levels where you need to. Yeah, so I know the trickle level, the information. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> for me, I was like, so in my head, I was like, the level is that I need to make this understandable. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't. As someone with no kids, I don't think of it like they don't conceptually get it. Sure. So then you need to. So I was like, they're burning him. Okay. He clearly got that, like that, that was, and then, you know, the whole Eli, like, or the, the explain it like I'm five. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I, so that, that was my next question. Yeah. Cause in the panel, again, click on the, the episode description to see the actual image yeah. or go to the podcast website or watch this on, on YouTube mm-hmm. or the podcast TV to see the, the actual images. But it says Ellie, Ellie's. E-L-I-E-L-I. Yeah. Oh, so E L I means all right. Now I'm educating because yes. I never so this explain is, it like I'm fine. Yeah, so it's a Reddit. Um, it's a Reddit section, and Reddit's great. Reddit is like the an amazing community, and you can learn so much. And there's a section called "Explain It Like I'm Five, mm-hmm. and you can ask whatever you want. And people are genuinely trying to make this as understandable and accessible as possible. So I remember I took a course one time a few years ago about like networks, like networking systems. And I was like, I don't understand how to, you know, what routers, routers and this and that is. And I just remember people within like five minutes, it's like, it's like you're driving on a highway and you've reached the, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, now I get it. So it's an amazing way for like people to help other people understand. And I don't want to say dumbing down the language because that makes that person seem dumb. Articulation. Yeah. You just don't have that language Mm because you're not around that community all the time. And, and with anything that I do, and even at work, I, I try I try not to use language that is like either academic or like within the industry because you want to make sure people understand. And most of the stuff people hide as smart behind big words that really anyone, if you explain yeah. it, can understand. So Eli 5. Okay. Uh, so those are the three images. Favorite. Oh, sirens are on yes. our end, by the way. Um the three images that Ton sent me as her favorite images. I like doing this because, again, uh, my... I connect with other people's passion through my passion mm-hmm. and and knowing how people captures memories or images, creates memories too, is very important for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I didn't tell them though when I give them a primer to be on the guest on the show is I too will be picking my favorite image of them. Oh, shit. In their area. So, uh, I stalked Ton's um, uh, Facebook profile. Oh, God. Instagram, both uh, Sticky Situations okay. and uh, her personal. And this one was my favorite. Okay. So, I don't know what this is, who drew it, uh, but um, I like it aesthetically first. So I'm going to describe it for okay. the audio listeners. And okay. then you can, you'll have a, little, a few seconds to really think about what it means. Or you just doodled. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's it seems like a, a doodle drawing of... A portrait of a lady, um, squiggy lines mm. abound with uh, a blue dot on the head, a green mm. dot on the chest. So th- that kind of felt like, oh, this must have meaning. As somebody 
like me who's not super smart doesn't know what this no, means no, but no, 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 no. so explain this i'm assuming a self-portrait yeah, of you oh yeah, poof, yeah, yeah, neat. Yeah. artist what's up? all right so tell, tell the people a little bit about it um what it means how you drew it what are your tools so i i have an ipad pro and i use uh procreate mm-hmm. and so i do all of my drawings and sticky situations on that mm. Um, it's great. It's it like ever since I got it, I was like, oh sweet, I don't have to digitize anything um, anymore. But that is a self portrait, and then the two dots is one is kind of like the head, and the other is the heart. And I think for me personally, um, you lead with your heart, and your mind is a servant to your heart. <sighs> you know, like your heart is not the servant to your mind. And so, and it, it has more meanings than that. But uh, right now, at at this at this time, it's you lead with your heart, and then your mind is this beautiful thing that can plan and that can figure out the situations on how to implement what you feel. Mm. I think the problem that a lot of us have, and and I have this all the time, so I'm not the exception again, um, is that we think too much. We're in our heads. We're overthinking, and we ignore. We ignore this space. We ignore our heart. We ignore our gut. We ignore things that are years of experience has that has led us to like know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then in our heads, we have this conversation about what we should do, why we should do it, what are the pros and cons of it, like blah, blah, blah. Like it goes into this whole thing where, where you then just end up doing the safe thing. You end up doing the prescribed thing. You end up, you end up doing things in a very robotic way. And, and so for, for me, that's also a reminder of what brings you happiness, you know? Like this gap year, if anything, has been literally me being on summer vacation as an eight-year-old girl. Hmm. I'm drawing that. Like I did this in my summer vacation. Like I would just like doodle. I would make stop motion. I would make up little dance routines at home and you still do and i still do (laughs) and that's and that's the thing it's just like everything that i still love now i loved as a kid and it's just reconnecting back to what made me happy and and to be honest again i love people like i like being with people and that's why for me being with people is like I have to have it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I like talking to people and I like hearing their stories. Um, and now it's just kind of taking that that space and, and, and moving forward and knowing that I'm smart enough now. Like I, I feel like, I think I've always been smart in terms, I know this is not like a oh, arrogant thing, but I'm smart enough that I know myself mm-hmm. and that I know what to do. I just now need to lead with what makes me like happy. Yeah. I I uh, uh a line that I heard way long ago and probably some very crappy B movie was the longest distance to connect is between the heart and the mind. Mm-hmm. And so um it's good that there are people that are still attempting. I that I do have friends and people in my immediate circle that are doing the things that they're trying to do rightly or wrongly, successfully or not. But the yeah. thing is they're doing it they're doing it. Yeah, most people aren't. I no, I, I agree. <laughs> I think most people 
will not take the leap. That's true. But they can. They can. Everybody can. I think it's yeah. just, you know, some people might need a little bit more work than others, but yeah. you can. Hopefully you have friends and family that can help you out yeah. and support you through yeah. the things. Exactly. Um, which leads us towards the tail end of the episode. Ooh. It's a long episode, but I'm very it's I'm learning so much Good. as usual. Um but before um, you know, we do all the outro stuff and whatever, we wanna do the the TFP portion of the, the segment. It's the trade for passion. So we've talked about okay. you're the corporate shell that left and did your gap year, mm-hmm. looked inside you, had wonderful time with family, mm-hmm. experienced people. And now, um, you know, before we end, just let people know your two new passions, what they are, um, yeah. what do you do with them, and yeah. um yeah, and then I just because uh, again, I'm also in admiration of people that do too many things. Yeah, people think that I do a lot of things. No, I only do work, nah, and then I sometimes I photograph. Shut for, up. For the most or- <laughs> part, else I sit and chat with my friends, which is just as good, <laughs> just as good. Cool. So, I've I've realized that I am big into to people. And so uh, during, before I left, um, I was looking more inwards and trying different modalities or just different things to, to be well. So to try to exercise, you would go to a gym. To try to quiet your mind, you would meditate. And what are the other things that can help you chill out? And so I came across Reiki um, during kind of my metamorphosis period, and it felt really good. It's just life energy um, and just healing with that, and it's called Reiki. Mm-hmm. And so now I am practicing Reiki. I actually practice um, at Minka Brooklyn. Um, so it's really cool. And uh, it's so close here. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. close to here. And the 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 one reason, or there's many reasons, but the one reason I really love uh, Minka is that they have community Reiki and community acupuncture. And a lot of what they believe in is that wellness shouldn't be inaccessible. Hundred percent. So that already drew me into them, and and I believe that too. And I believe that everyone can heal themselves and everyone can take, they, you still have to take the responsibility of doing it. Um, but I do practice it and, and it's been so amazing in just what people say like, oh, I like, I love getting hugs <laughs> after it, you know? And I love when people are like, dude, I feel better. Like my back feels better or I'm a lot calmer this morning. But it's just a way to kind of rebalance yourself. Because I think everything is energy. Again, everything is ripple. Everything is mm-hmm. energy. And when your insides is all like fucked up, you're at imbalance. So um, Reiki is a great way to kind of just balance all your chakras and balance you. And so that is one thing that I actually like doing and I will continue doing. And that's something that I found out that my father learned. Oh, as well. It's a different type of energy healing. Um, I need to look more into it. But Chakras and cheese. Yeah, chakras and cheese. And just and we were talking about it. And that was one of our common points that I found um, before you know his death was that he was doing, mostly for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, he, he had a passion for it. And he understood what it meant. And then the other thing I'm still trying to figure out is... You know, the creativity. So the reason why I do sticky situations is trying to highlight 
in a funny manner, just life in and of itself as like a woman, uh, a POC or whatnot. And uh, something that I want to work on and I've been working on with um, Kim Young out in L.A. is we're trying to figure out. out, Yeah, shout out. Um, You know, we're still at the beginning phases (laughs) of things, so I can't go too much into it. But we want to bring stories out of like women of color, of, you know, this friendship and and what it means of how we interact with the world. And we want to do it in a short form type of way. And so with me with Sticky Situation, it's trying to help me hone the story in a really small time and space or area. And two to four panels. Yeah, two to four panels. And, and for us, we're, we're going to try to do that too. But we want to tell, you know, another side of the story. Like we want to talk about friendship. We want to talk about what it's like to, you know, be a woman of color dating and what that means in our community, what our friends are thinking, what our friends from the same race is thinking, what our parents are, th- you know, like things like yeah. that. People we're, that, ta- people that you know, people like us, Yeah, we do talk about it. We do we talk, talk about, about it all our friends. the time. But it's, it's, you know, we're luckily in a time where it's it's acceptable or actually even um uh, uh preferred to for you to peek into other mm-hmm. people's other cultures to see how it works maybe it hey we we have the same we have the same things and or the thing it's like we do yeah we're like guys you're weird yeah. or it's like um no i'm never gonna date a, this person because of that yeah. no, but the idea is like yeah it's we're yeah. at a time right now yeah. where it's not considered uh taboo or yes. it's not considered nosy if you want to know about your neighbor's shit yeah and, and i think we have to have storylines to kind of illustrate that and i'm always surprised when people are like you do that or you're like your culture does that like <laughs> we do it all the time yep. like don't you like no it's like how have you sat next to me all these years <laughs> and you don't know like the inner workings of my life I know the inner works and working of your life. I think I do. You know? Well, some people yeah. don't want to know yeah. anything beyond their own domain. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're at a point where people are now open. They're open to seeing how, you know, an interracial family is living. Mm-hmm. They're open to seeing, like, you know, someone from the LBGTQIA community living. Like, they, they want to know these stories. But the cool part of all of these stories is that there's some connecting point to you. 100%. Which makes you not that different from them. Yes, we might eat differently. There might be some cultural stuff that's different. But at the end of the day, the heart's the heart, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're struggling too and everyone is struggling in their own different way. So again, I... I'm excited to work on this project with her and I don't know where it's going to take us. We're still, again, still at the beginning, but Miss Kim Young is super talented and I'm excited to be working with her. Yeah. My only question is why is there two underscores with sticky, sticky underscores? Is it because sticky underscore situation was taken? Yes. God damn it. (laughs) I, I know it's, it's true. I was like, fuck, but I want sticky situation. So I was like, I was gunned down on this name. And so when I added another underscore, uh, it worked. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, we'll have to like request for that sticky underscore situation or sticky situation person to relinquish it once uh, you have more comics. Yeah. I, do, I mean, I in researching this episode, and of course, we've been buddies for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, I've yeah. been, 
you know, seeing a few of those things. And I was very, I was very pleased that you picked the freckle one. Good. Because like, um, uh, that was one of my favorites only because I love freckles. Yes, That's my I know. Thing. I know you do. It's yeah. my thing. God damn yeah. it. Uh, so redheads. Um, redheads. <laughs> tall redheads are your freckled, thing. Uh, um, uh, redheads are my thing. But uh, in summer, like you, your gap year, hopefully uh, is reaching more people. It I has reached so. me. I'm sure most yeah. of your friends have looked at it sideways, upwards and down. So, um, you know, whether you, the, the listeners out there agree or disagree, the thing is you try. You, you need to yeah. do things that will, while you can. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not there yet. And I, yeah. I, I'm, I've been tr- working on a one month vacation. Yeah. Just, you know. And it's okay. Little things yeah, are just as good. But the, the, you know, it's, it's, it's teaching and showing me a lot of different things about myself and the work about, you know, why do I need a month vacation? Cause I'm beat up. Like I'm, my, my brain is shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I've always thought, I was like, you know, I'm the guy, I'm the macho. If I leave, this team will break mm-hmm. down. It will. But, but who who cares? Who cares? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they will I, hire someone 100%. else. Hundred yeah. percent. And it's like, but that's the thing too. It's like, who cares? I care. And why do I care? Why why should I put my care here? I need yeah. to put my care in things and projects that will actually, hopefully, number one, entertain me, yeah. but also entertain maybe at yeah. least two more other people. And here's the other thing: everyone that I left the job with. I'm still friends with. You're like, probably more friends now because you have time to hang out well, with Well, that's true. But I was just like, I'm not losing people because I left them. Like, I wasn't a jackass to anyone, you know, or at least I hope not, guys. Um, <laughs> but if if you cared about that much, they'll still be in your life. Yep. So. I mean, that's the thing. People who want to be with you will be with you. Yeah. If they don't want to be with you, they'll have an excuse. Yeah. Right? If they... You know, if they don't want to be with you, they'll have an excuse. And if they want to be with you, they'll yeah. make a reason. Yeah. Right. Yep, exactly. Well, Tan Lei. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. Yay. Um, please tell the four other listeners of this podcast uh, where <laughs> they can reach you. Yeah. What is your preferable stocking of choice? Yeah. Um, so that they can engage with your work both uh, in a creative sense or in a healing sense? Everything is, uh, I guess, tin underscore ton is probably the best place. So I have a link tree there and you can just like go to all the other Tin spelled as? Uh, T-H-I-N-H underscore T-A-W-N. Tin, like thin with an H at the end. Mm-hmm. That's my real name, guys. So <laughs> tin, like T-H-I-N-H underscore ton, T-A-W-N. All right, and then um, I read sticky situations a lot at sticky underscore underscore, underscore. situations. I'm glad you caught that. I, I that thing. I was like, I'm I'm big on branding, and yeah. when even when making this podcast, I yeah. was like, shit, somebody got fun shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fine, I'll do fun shoot podcast, whatever. Yeah. But you know what? Um, as long as it works, your brand is your brand. Yeah. Um, wait, you 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 do have a blog too. Yes, uh, diary of an old millennial dot com. Right. Yes. So she writes there. Yeah. She does comics at Sticky Situations. Um, she does Reiki at Minka Brooklyn. Yes. All the links will be on the podcast description and on the website so that you hopefully can support her and her work. And uh, you know, thank you, 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 the listener. 
out there. Um, this is the Fun Street Podcast. Um, we will have new episodes again most Wednesdays on all the favorite podcasting services of your choice. Uh, for those listening through iTunes, Apple Podcast, we would love it. We would love if you would, uh, you know, leave a star rating and some comments. It will greatly help uh, the content and the future of this podcast. Uh, please visit the Fun Shoot podcast at bit.ly slash funshoot or johnclemente.com slash funshoot. Um, all the episodes, all the images are there of the things that we've discussed. Links to our guests' amazing work and passions will be there too. Um, and don't forget to follow and comment on the podcast Twitter Instagram accounts at Funshoot Podcast. Uh, leave us your comments and questions at funshootpodcast at gmail.com. Again, if you want to be on the show, uh, leave us a vo- voicemail at 347-934-9594. Uh, and if you don't want to all do any of those and you just want to watch again, if you have one of those VPN offices that can only have YouTube, we're also on YouTube. It's bit.ly slash funshoot TV. Till next time, thank you very much for listening.